What's entertaining today will be music and a look back at 2022 uh, with music aficionado Eric Alper. Taped this the other day and started things off by saying, hey, good morning, Eric. Good morning. How are you? Doing all right. And we're about to chat about, you know, the stories of 2022. Very appropriate day to do this. So to no one's surprise, Eric, focusing in on music, Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster topped the list here. I got to say, though, I'm still confused as exactly what happened here. Was this just due to Ticketmaster not getting tickets out to the Swifties or was it the new surge pricing or what was this? I think it's everything. Um, you know, mm. it's around 84 million people all trying to get tickets for um, unlimited amount of tickets for shows that are also limited. I think people tend to forget sometimes when they're online trying to get tickets through Ticketmaster um, that there are other people on the planet that want to go to the same <laughs> show too. Um, surge pricing um, was a big um, number of words in 2022. It, it allowed the artist to... Um, to kind of dictate the popularity of tickets and then receive that money instead of third-party scalpers that we used to always try and have to deal with in the past. The artists have seemingly all got together and said, no, if anybody is going to get those $6,000 for those front row tickets, it's going to be me. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So I think it was a little bit of a, of a, tick, of a, of a ticket shock. It was a little bit of a culture shock. And it was also a little bit of a Ticketmaster Live Nation shock where I think people are realizing just how big this company is and how much dominance it has over the ticketing industry. Um, but look, you won't find any complaining with me. I, I think it's it's the best system out there. Um, and uh, if people don't want to pay that much money for a show, then they just don't get to go. I don't get to drive around in a Mercedes just because I happen to want it. Yeah, yeah, that I mean it's all supply and demand, right? Which is yeah. which is what it all comes down to. And you know, speaking of supply and demand, keeping with Ticketmaster here, the end of the yellow brick road for Elton John, setting the record for the highest grossing tour of all time. But listen, if you were a betting man, Eric Alper, is this retirement permanent? Because he's 75 right now, and I have been witness to see Frankie Valli on stage at 84 <laughs> years old. Um, look, I, I've witnessed Keith Richards at 123 <laughs> years old. So, um, yeah, if I'm a betting man, this is it. This tour has lasted much, much longer than Elton John and his husband and family ever thought. Um, it started two years before COVID. It's gone on now for just under six years, making it the the highest grossing tour of all time, simply because he just kept going and going. If it wasn't for COVID, um, the tour probably would have stopped three years ago, and that would have been it. But yeah, I think this is it for him. I think he wants to still record. I think he still wants mm. to do one-off shows whenever he wants to. But you get to a certain age, and the road is unbearable for you. The travel is atrocious. Um, even when you're flying private, you're messing up your body continually with time zones. The food always isn't what you want it to be. And you're away from your family that you worked so hard for the last seven decades to try to complete. And so I think that this is actually going to be it for him. 
Yeah, the end to touring I could see, but we have not heard or seen the last of Elton John. He is still absolutely fantastic. Uh, speaking of older artists, selling off musical catalogs seems to be the thing to do. You know, Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan have cashed in and done this in previous years. But just a couple weeks ago, Eric, we heard about Justin Bieber considering it. What's with this trend of artists just cashing in? Is it just less trouble to get the big payday now and not have to worry about individual songs? Yeah, a, a little bit of is that uh, uh, the big majority though is that joe biden the president of the united states is going to be closing a loophole for a one-time um amount of money that one person is able to receive um so it used to be something like people used to be able to pay in the neighborhood of 18 percent um based on uh, uh revenue generated at a one-time fee over say six million dollars or seven million dollars um that's going to be about 30 to 35 percent starting january 1st which means that a lot of these artists that sold their catalog like genesis um huey lewis and the news um Frank Zappa, Joey Ramone, um, they're saving tens of millions of dollars right now if they can get it un- under the wire before New Year's Eve. Justin Bieber is interesting because there's a lot more risk in giving him, say, $200 million because you just don't know 20 years from now if Justin Bieber's music is going to be heard. My guess is, of course it is. But, you know, at least with the Ramones or Genesis or Springsteen or Bob Dylan, there's already 60 years, 50 years, 40 years worth of proof that this music will always continue. When you're playing with new artists, though, it's always up for grabs. There's only, you know, a handful that remain every decade. So it'll be interesting to see if he signed on that dotted line before the end of the year. I think the really interesting thing about Bieber is, you know, he's not done. He's 28 years old and <laughs> selling off, you know, this first chunk of his catalog here. And then I guess continuing on, the rest of what he does will still be his and be negotiated at a, a later time. There's a book, I think, one day that is to be written about these people that are selling their catalog, not just specifically for the reasons of, of that we just mentioned, but the legacy meaning of these artists. When you're sp- Springsteen or Sting or Steven Steels or Neil Young, you grew up um, as a loner, as a loser. Nobody liked you. Girls wouldn't want to have anything to do with you. And so you practice that guitar, dreaming and wishing one day that you'll show them. One day I'll be the biggest rock star on the planet. I'm not convinced that the artists growing up today have the same drive. They might want it as badly, but I think that they're their cachet is followers. Their cachet mm. is homes. Their cachet right now is cash. So it may not be like, I want my music to live forever. I want my money right now. And so there's something to be said for maybe some of these artists like an Ariana Grande or, or, um, or, you know, Beyonce or, or, you know, BTS selling their catalogs every five years just to say, okay, I'm done with that. I just want my money and I want it now. Well, you just touched on emerging artists there as well, Eric, and let's end there. I mean, the social media that I am not on, TikTok, uh, seems to be the new way to break new artists, and this really found its footing in 2022. Yeah, any quick look at the Billboard Hot 100 here in Canada or in the U.S. Um, will make anybody over the age of 30 feel really old. 
um, because there are so many songs that broke through on TikTok. TikTok is kind of like, you know, the teenage version of radio now where they're getting 15, 20 seconds of a song and then they're going to Spotify and then they're going to YouTube. If that, many of them will just kind of hang out on, on TikTok, but that's where BTS and K-pop is blowing up. That's where you ended up with Kate Bush kind of exploding even more yeah. with running up that hill thanks to Stranger Things is because all these teenagers who heard that song for the first time started making their own dances and videos to it and that's where you end up with the largest vinyl sales of any week um, happening this year with Taylor Swift is thanks to TikTok you have all of these songs that are, aren't even waiting on radio they're kind of blowing up first on TikTok and then the more traditional way to get music heard is there so TikTok might just be the music industry's best friend next year well who listens to the radio anymore oh boy uh, that hurts my, doesn't it eric doesn't my, it my as parents, we do this my parents right now but i don't know after this segment your your audience might be dropped by two. Oh no uh eric alper always lovely hearing from you uh, thanks so much for doing this and all the best in 2023 thank you so much for having me man we'll talk soon you should have seen Nick's reaction behind the board when I what? said that. Who listens to radio anymore? I love all of the listeners out there, especially on uh, right now. Uh, and, of course, on Sunday mornings when I am on the air uh, doing Sunday morning trivia. Uh, follow Eric Alper at that Eric Alper on Twitter.